of yourself i feel like process is so important like definitely yeah you're a man of process i'm surprised people never talk to you about your process but you know what i realized i think having process conversations with people who are obsessed with the process or focused on the process have to be had like you have to have yeah. those conversations with other people yeah that's true who are focused on the process because yeah. yeah. that's how you can yeah, really it's true dive into it you know because otherwise yeah it may come off like insulting or generic too because someone if they don't care about the process they're just probably asking about like the finished product that's why i think artists are like uh annoyed with interviews because it's the same question of like surface level yeah but when it's a good interview like like the jay-z and new york times yes like brilliant because you could tell that guy really was absolutely digging super deep and the way that was shot was fire that doesn't get enough like no it was shot incredible yeah and it was like you, you could you could tell like uh, Jay Z was like oh yeah this is yeah. a good question I yeah, want to talk about this this is the one yeah let's, this let's is the talk. one this is good I think four forty four was one album where he was like yeah let's talk a lot about this like, yeah sure with the right people yeah with the right people in the right conditions yeah yeah for sure do you guys like that album I do I mean yeah I like it too yeah I love four forty four I like what it yeah. stood for and what it was like backstory is always good no ID man wow no ID is the king yeah no id that's like the he's like he's someone i truly look up to because it's more than just his music it's just like what he stands for it's like right endurance and like longevity yeah tenure like i'm not quitting i'm, I'm here like yeah i'm literally gonna do this for the rest of my life and he's and, he's and intent yeah. yeah big word for me at this point in my life like intent. huge word yeah mm. yeah well, what is it in regards to what your approach to making art yeah. the intent and like not necessarily doing it to have something in return but just doing it because you're supposed to be doing it because it yeah. feels right yeah yeah you know because you're trying to get better at something and you're challenging yourself and you're just trying to like execute an idea to the best of your ability as opposed to like a check yeah yeah first or you know social media recognition like yeah yeah the payoff is really in like the ex like because everything else comes afterward mm-hmm. so it's like focusing on it primarily to me is just like 
it's a waste of time like that that frame of mind is almost like backwards to be focusing on that first hmm. you know i think all of that what whatever your art deserves it's gonna it's gonna end up attracting anyway yeah, yeah. it's true and i'm like with the right intent the the success is always internal before it's external right you already won before you exactly before like people say i you feel won. great yeah. yeah about this yeah idea about this work of art like that i've made with my own mind my own hands like so yeah and that's how that's how, that's what his energy is like no id going back to him that's what his energy feels like it's like we're just make like i just want to make this music because it feels right you yeah. Know? yeah yeah feels good so tell me your your cocaine eighty story because you were just telling me about that a, a second ago. Snow Allegro was recording mm-hmm. at United is United yeah. United Studios, and a friend of mine is cool with her and was like, "Yo, we're gonna pop in." And well, Kayvon's cool with her too. Kayvon, yes, Danny does all of Danny stuff with me. Okay, yeah, he's cool with her too. But this other friend we know was like, "Yo, I'm gonna pop into the studio and say hi to Snow." So we went to go say hi to her. He had just been, like, making beats upstairs. I think Vic Mensa was there. Like, a bunch of people were in there making music. And he comes downstairs. And I had met him at the Grammy weekend. At, he had, he had like, a, he had like a, a party in New York. And I had mm-hmm. met him there already. But I was like, yo, I think I just have to ask him this question. Because I had been listening to Cocaine 80s music since it came out in 2012. Yeah, absolutely. So I was like, yo, I have to ask this guy this question. I <laughs> cannot leave. Like, this is almost the moment that was, for sure, like, for sure. being stitched together for yeah, me to at least like, just I have to do it. You yeah. know what I mean, though? So I was like, yo, I got to ask, like, why were you guys giving that music away for free? What mm. was it? Like, what was it about? What are the origins of it? And he was just like, yo, you know, James and I, we basically were just trying to make the music to sell it, like, to various artists, like, as demos or whatever, and nobody would buy it. Yeah. So we just Yikes. put the shit out for free. So, so one crazy. EP, second EP, third EP. So I asked him, is there another one? Yeah. He told me yes. Wow. He told me another unreleased, like a good 12 to 14 songs. Oh my God. Exists. And he just said they just haven't had the time. Like he's like, you'd have to ask James because he, James tries to differentiate cocaine 80s from yeah. James Fauntleroy. Yeah, yeah. And artists, you know, they're con- it, for sure. It can be conflicting, so yeah, he's just like sure. you'd have to ask him. But yeah. it exists because yeah. it's, it's cocaine A stuff is so personal. At least, like as far as like subject matter, you can tell stuff that James is going through or inspir- experiencing or whatever. So I feel like it might be hard to differentiate that from his his right. solo stuff because it's all very personal, regardless. It's like I I get like so excited when someone else knows. That's how that's how yeah. e- even now yeah. yeah like those that that the, that music's almost. Like that's 2012. So that's yep. almost like five years, and it it doesn't age. And like when people, when other people know, I'm so excited. Like, and I'm so excited to tell people. Like, yeah, I was in a car with my boy. Uh, shout out Gordy, and Max. He played. We were in LA. He just came to LA, and I was like, it was like my first year here, and we were. He was here because he was working at BT, and like he was here for the awards, and. We were in the car and he put on Chain Glove. Chain Glove.
That's how I really got hip to James Brown. Okay, so quick thing. For those who don't know who are listening now, Cocaine 80s is like a duo between No ID, the producer, and James Brown Leroy, the singer-songwriter, just so you have context. Okay. Go Google. Now, Please yeah, go do Google your Googles. It. It's you on should, the internet. It's free. You can get it anywhere. It's all on YouTube. <laughs> yes, get do it. Your, do your Googles. But it's, but it's so cool to see him go from doing that. And I know he was always writing for like big-name artists, but now it's just like, his sound is literally like pop music. Right. Like, and it dominates pop music. And I love that he, there's like little sprinkles and traces of him like everywhere, everywhere. with your favorite artists. Yeah. Like, he's on Nostalgia Ultra. Yeah. Absolutely. Like, he's, he's everywhere. He's on Nostalgia Ultra, and a song that he wrote is on Channel Orange. Orange. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. He's on control. Like, yeah. he's. Yeah, for sure. He's literally just everywhere. Yeah. Like, yeah like Rihanna's strongest album to me which is her latest obviously Anti is like he starts the album off James like, Joint G- gave wow. him a full song wow. just like we're gonna call this song Get, get It Over <laughs> With is not on that's on that's on uh, that's a, the one ooh. before that and that's a low that's key. a record hey, that's, wow. a, that's a joint beautiful so this is what I'm saying like we were talking about this earlier but like his pen is incredible it's incredible I'm sorry like won't you just rain and get it over with like <laughs> it's, it's, it's that pen it's yeah. his pen mm-hmm. the melodies you need to. I don't know if you guys have seen it, but the the Grammy workshop with him and Hit Boy. 
I watched that. Yeah. Would they make that, a song when they on the spot? That in Austin? No. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. We should just go outside, please. Again, whoever's listening, do your Googles. Yes. Crazy. They make like a hit record on the spot. Shout out to Hit Boy. Yeah. Shout out to Hit Boy for real. Yeah. Shout um, out to Hit Boy HS87. Yes. Me and K Roosevelt have done some work together. Hey, shout out Whoa. K Roosevelt for yeah. that's my dog. K Roosevelt is that great dude. guy. I was yeah. literally we, just we talking about this yesterday. Really? <laughs> yeah. He's got three music videos we shot in LA wow. back in November. That I saw. Done. I think it was you, K Roosevelt, and my boy uh, Sean Lyles. I saw. I ended up seeing like a yeah, y'all yeah, hanging. I'm like something. Good, something yeah, like yeah. something good is happening. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out K Roosevelt. Yeah. yeah. Well, All right. So let me backtrack. Yeah. Oh wait. Hold up. Yep. Go ahead. So. The last thing No ID told me. Okay. Very Ooh. important. Okay. Yes. Okay. Okay. After he told me the unreleased cocaine should exist, and I go into the like lobby of the studio, and Kayvon finds the four 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 vinyl translucent. Uh, yes. Whoa. Which is yeah crazy, but he tells me, "Yo, the Sade record I just produced sounds like a cocaine '80s bop." He's the one that did it. He's the You'll like that, he said, and walked away. And I was just like, "Yo." Damn. I can die peacefully. I'm yo. cool. Yeah, I can die knowing that one, a cocaine '80s record exists that's unreleased, and two, he's got the spirit of it on a new Sade record. Like, yes. that's just yeah. Because when I when I saw that that was happening, I just put two and two together. Like, oh, Ava Ava probably heard the distant river and was like, yo, Sade, no ID, crazy. We need that. Yikes. Like, <laughs> crazy. Sade, no ID sounds incredible. That sounds that very doesn't even incredible. make sense. But yeah. that sounds so. Like mm-hmm. modern. That sounds yeah. so 2018. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Shot ain't no ID. Wow. Yeah. So I got to go back and listen to that now. Yeah. That's <laughs> where I'm trying to be, you know? Yeah. Just like. Just long, the fact that Shot ain't making music. Just still continuous, you yeah. know? Like. On her own time. Yeah. I like, I literally, like, I'm sure we all say this and we all have, but like, we all literally grew up listening to Shot Yeah. Like, yes. 100%. Literally. And it's like, it, well, even if it was your choice or not your choice, Sade was in your house, especially if you're, if you're a young black kid. Yeah. Sade was going to play it in your house. And she's Nigerian, so it was going to get yeah, played it was like, in Yeah, it was already automatic. Yeah. It's a true pleasure. Thank you. Yes. I mean, I've known of your work for some time. I met you in Toronto last year. I went to DJ with some friends. And, uh, with DJ Dahi. Yes, my man Dahi. One of my favorite producers. Hey, absolutely. Same. The guy. Me Worst and Dahi behavior. Were, yeah. Worst. Oof. Whew. That's, that's a joint. Uh, Babylon for SZA. Uh-huh. Let's talk about it. Money, Money trees. trees. Oh, <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. Right. Loyalty. New record. Like, Ooh. even singing on a hook. Like, he did Loyalty? Yeah. Yeah, he did he's the on, chorus, he's too. He's the one that's saying, I said, I'm That's him. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. He's a special one, for sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's yeah, where I met in Toronto, you. Yes. Yep. You were super cool. You were in Dahi were talking. 
Who else was there? There were so many people there. I, I think, think Jordan Jesse Evans Reyes there. popped through there, Jesse too. Jesse Reyes was there. Dan popped through. I mean... And I didn't know her at that time. No. That's crazy. I remember she was in the studio with us for like three days. And like, she had such great energy. And it's like, I look back now, I'm like, whoa, you're out of here. Yeah. Like, I was walking through the Apple office maybe two months ago. And I saw her. They had a sign up. She was doing a performance. And I'm like, I just saw this girl in Toronto. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yes, you're. I mean, I don't know how to describe you. I think you're just an incredible polymath, for real. Thank you. I have, I have a question. How would you describe yourself to people who don't know what you do? So, um, the other day I was talking to a friend that was like, you know, if you can't describe yourself in one way to everyone mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, the same way all the time, then you could just do it in context. So when you're talking to music people, you could say, absolutely, you're a creative director. When you're talking to fashion people, you could say you're a designer. Mm. And yeah, that sort yeah, of thing. it's really that's really just like speaking different languages, you know? Right. Like, so yeah. everyone understands. I think honestly, I would just describe myself as an ideas person. Love it. At this point, that's perfect. And the goal is to conceptualize and execute ideas for a living. When did you first like actualize that idea? Like living it or not even not it? even really making any profit off of it, just on a from a creative. I'd standpoint. say like four years ago. Four years ago, because up until then, I had just been focused on fashion. I had just been focused on fashion, and I would, like, dabble in photography, but it, like, wasn't at the forefront of things. So I would say, like, four years ago. And then I just, and I was always, I felt uneasy about, like, saying multiple things because it wasn't really a thing yet, you know? Whereas, like, now I feel like creatives have to be multifaceted and you kind of have to speak a bit of like each language at that at that point i think i was uncomfortable saying i could do all of these things and i was i'm able to do all these things so i would say like three years ago is when i was like no but i think if if i can if i can just like study each thing and try and get better at it and get good at it then there's nothing wrong with saying you do all those things yeah it's just there may not be uh a widespread term for it but it's possible it's like very possible for people at this point to be doing multiple things like it shouldn't it shouldn't surprise anyone anymore that someone could have uh, a brand of sportswear or streetwear and they do photography and they could do styling and they could be a filmmaker like that shouldn't really like surprise anyone anymore i think it's getting to that point now where it's uh, absolutely there's just so much information everywhere there's just so much information there's still not a ton of examples of people who do a lot yes. and do it all well. Yes. But I feel like the more examples we see of people like Donald Glover, shit, this guy right here. Right. Um, yeah. You, obviously. Um, the more we see those really come to the service and realize, oh, they do all that, I think people will be a bit more like, you're just a guy who does a lot of different things well. Right. Because people are still having hard times with that idea. Like, wait, you make music? You are right. And you, and that you is design, true. And you do yeah. that? That is true. Yeah, it's, it's like it's like hard for people's brains to like. It yeah. is true to compartmentalize yeah, like, like everything wait, and be how like, do you do oh, more than one thing? Yeah, that, yeah, yeah, because yeah. people are really are only used to seeing you like yes, one hundred in one light. It's such a challenge for for people to understand you in a different form, yeah, on a different style. I mean, just growing up, growing up, I was deathly afraid. Like I was young and like really into art and drawing and having fun, but like once I started DJing, yeah, and it was really taking off, and I really want to start making music, I was just shy but once i felt confident to do it i i remember just being at a crux like okay so i just have to abandon 
DJing. Yeah. Like, there's no none you, of that. You, you think you got to give something up. I, yeah. I was like, it's yeah. got to be one thing. And I remember just being like, well, Q-Tip, he does it. Like, why can't I do it? Like, right. He's making beats. He's rhyming on them. Like, yeah. why can't I do it? Right. Um, but still, such a struggle where I'm still getting to a place now where I'm like, yeah, you know. Right. Still finding that language to express to people. But I find that it works great in context. Like, if I'm talking to a specific range of exactly. people. Exactly. I okay, I'm a photographer at the gallery. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, we don't have to talk about fashion or like. Yeah. 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 That's cool. I'm cool with it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just like, I'm more into like, okay, I know what I do versus you knowing what I do. Yeah. You'll see it. Yeah. Like, facts, yeah. You'll see it at some point. Yeah. So. That's best. Yo, so how long are you in Los Angeles? Until tomorrow morning. You guys yeah. were here for the show at Urban Outfitters. We did the gallery at Urban Outfitters, mm-hmm. and then uh, we shot just, a new video. Also, just to be clear, too, yeah. I, I don't know if do people know your work with Daniel. Do you want to talk about that a little bit? I am Daniel's creative director. One of them. It's me and Kayvon Yaz, Danny. Shout out Kayvon, for sure. Yeah, shout out to Kayvon. That's my brother. You but, guys do, yeah, tag team, for real. Yeah. Not fucking around. Yeah. Um, yeah. So we do all of Danny's visuals from his music videos cover art album art uh dabble in stage design sometimes so yeah um yeah the show was great me and free were there with some friends thank you for coming yeah it was a beautiful show of course man i saw that you were here i saw the the uh gallery and i was like oh man this is gonna be great yeah we had just done (coughs) we just opened one in london as well and then went home for a day and then came straight here yeah but i love the fact that you guys did the gallery on top of just doing the show yeah so it's just it's more of a like full experience i'm glad that can be an extension um to artist presentation now and that we have examples of people who do that like frank and solange who like okay here's the music but there's a whole nother element to the music from presentation that you can experience and yeah and that helps people understand these kinds of things like a gallery for an album because of examples like that so yeah. yeah, I feel like it gives you more authentic uh, look at an artist and just the the aesthetic that they're going for at the time. Right. There's so many like archaic ways of seeing an artist that I feel like you just tell us, you just show us how you want it to be seen. Of course, and I think that's cool to do galleries and things like that because yeah. it's just like straight from the artist to to the consumer. Like this is it. Exactly. This is the lifestyle. Exactly. It's integral. Uh, you guys also shot a music video this weekend? We did. That's great. At, this morning, actually, we wrapped. Wow. Oh, wow. This morning wow. at 8 a.m. This guy's a worker. <laughs> yeah. We shot yeah. Best Part. What's, yeah. What's, what's that video? Like, what's the concept for that? If you, if you could give a little bit of detail. Half, half digital split screen. Half digital, half film. So hers on one side in 60 millimeter film. Danny's in digital. And it's kind of like two stories of them. One long continuous shot performance and we like stitch it in the middle very cool the horizon at the beach very cool yeah what are what are some of your favorite mu- music videos oh my god you want to talk about it absolutely yeah, let's talk about it <laughs> shit like, all of Busta Rhymes is early stuff. 100% I, wo- I was wow. literally just, just sending just him Busta Rhymes last, last week, week. Yeah. everything like visually he was on some shit and, and the viewer took it for granted and what I mean by that was that like when I was watching those like visuals like that as a kid i didn't realize how much it was doing like for my creativity i really didn't realize like because that just felt like the bar so as i got older and as 
the music industry started like falling apart everything that wasn't at the bar not only him but like i always praise like even like the bad boy era and missy and we like hype williams is the god to me you know and when things weren't at that level and i i was like whoa this this is weird like why don't music videos i understand there's budget cuts but there are still ways For to sure. like yeah you can still be make creative a about things you know so definitely buster's early stuff um the bad boy stuff uh even film like belly obviously uh all of spike jones's early stuff oh my goodness Man. yeah yeah he yeah. did Sky's the Limit low-key. I don't know if people know that. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, Yeah. he did Sky's the Limit. Yeah, my mind's blown. Wow. I love that video. That's like my favorite Biggie video. I have the, the Spike Jones anthology and the Hype Williams anthology where they narrate like all of their videos. What? Yeah, low-key. And you can find them on Amazon, so yeah. Google that. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out. I'm, I'm yeah. get that right Amazon, we having some great some gems. Wow. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. yeah, so Spike Jones, Hype Williams, uh, Busta's early stuff for sure, Missy that sort of thing so for you as like a uh, creative director like what's who are some of the it could be a filmmaker it could be artist whoever like who are some of the people that are kind of like really really inspiring heroes Grace Coddington um she's like the redhead redheaded woman at Vogue uh Willow Perron um damn those are two that come to mind right now. Yeah, but Willow think strong. Of any. That's a strong one. For yeah. Sure. I have another question. This yes. Is, we're going a little bit back with this question. Okay. This is an important, just for context. Okay. Let's get um, so tell us a bit about how you met Danny. Yep. And um, give us a little bit of backstory, like around the time of like Violet, the first the first project I, I, and all I that. I can paint like, a picture for you vividly. What was going on then and yeah. how that lead to now? It's 2014. Uh-huh. I just get home from Newfoundland. Uh, I was shooting at Fogo Island. Fogo Island Inn. And I've got a clothing a clothing brand, a line of men's sportswear called Needs and Wants. Okay. And we publish a newspaper as well. And at that time, this was November, November 2014. And we were working on the, no, December, sorry. December 2014. And we're working on issue two. So we actually went to Fogo Island to shoot something for a high snobiety, but we ended up doubling on it and shooting something for my paper as well. Yeah. I was still looking for a music feature. So in the first one, there was a bass player by the name of Maya Vick. So the second one, I didn't have a music feature yet. A friend of mine was like, yo, there's this kid from Oshawa. He just started singing. He's brand new. I just did his music video. Um, the director was Liam McRae. He's like, yo, Liam's incredible. He's one of my yeah, favorite yeah. directors. Shout right out now. Liam. Yeah. And he was like, yo, this kid named Danny, you should listen to his stuff. So he sent me the song. I was like, yo, say no more. Like, let's do it. We go to shoot at, um, I get in contact with Danny. He's available for the shoot. So we go to this place in Toronto called Aga, the Aga Khan Museum. Like, everyone shoots there now. But at this time, it had just, it had been open for like two weeks. It was this brand new, like, all white museum, yeah. like this Islamic art type yeah. museum. And we shoot there, and I ask my homie Carissa Sanchez at Complex. I was like, yo, there's this new kid. Like, he's so brand new. And I, when I mean new, this was like he had 800 followers on Instagram. Wow. So this was like super, Violet. Super new. Praise Break just came out. Violet's out. He had just gotten the billboard right up. And she's like, yeah, yeah, I'll do it. So she interviewed him. 
we published the spread. So Nizawan's paper issue two is actually like his first interview. Wow. Think about that. Think about that platform. That's fire. Whew. So I had just I the thing was I was just like a fan. I like just loved the music. Yeah. So much that I just was just like, yeah, I see it. You know, this kid, this kid's definitely like special. And I remember when we were on set and I was talking to him, I was like, yeah, this kid. And we were both raised the same religion, Seven Day Adventist. So we had that synergy together. Like I under, I already understood like his whole like gospel thing and then like leaving home to find himself in the world. And you're kind of like losing your religion a bit. And, you know, you have to kind of like you're out there now to find yourself and everything that you've been taught. You've kind of like got to unlearn or rewire. Yeah. Rewire. So we were just related to each other like a lot. And then I would say that the next spring, I sat down with Jordan, his manager and producer, Jordan Evans. Shout out Jordan Evans. Matthew yeah, shout Jeanette. out Jordan Evans, for real. And that's when we had the conversation about working together. And then I met Kayvon, and then they sent me the demo for Death and Taxes, and I was like, it's a wrap. This kid's a star. And then we got to work on Pilgrim's Paradise. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Great project. Yeah. yeah. So that was the first project that you officially were working that with. That was like on. the first one of like him falling from so the So that cover was you. Yeah, me and Liam, him falling from the trampoline. That's a beautiful cover. Yeah. He mm-hmm. was like jumping for like eight hours <laughs> on this big trampoline that we got like out of town for like yeah. 25 bucks and had to ship it to the city. And yeah. And we drove ourselves crazy trying to find a concept because the first cover of Praise Break of him underwater. Like ascending when Liam like shot him underwater. Uh-huh. Like I remember when I first saw that. That too. It was see those are the things. Like it wasn't just his music, but then it was like the cover art. Yeah. Yeah. No. The I'll cover art is like, very important. Like he's underwater. Yeah, the sun. He's ascending. Yeah. Like I was like because there yeah. was there was there wasn't a lot of like visuals to attach no. to Daniel Caesar at the time. It was so. just Violet. That yeah. cover. The billboard right up. And you would just see that cover while you're hearing the music. I'm hearing Violet and seeing that cover like right. and imagining. That that's the setting, right? Just like on Pilgrim, I mean, uh, Pilgrim's Paradise, right? I'm hearing like, um, what's that record called? Uh, Paradise, right? Yep. I'm Paradise. hearing that, and I'm just seeing the cover, and I'm just feel yeah, like that's yeah. the visual yep. for the song. Yep. So, Which is the best? That I mean, that means you did an incredible job. So yeah. ev- everything that we did for that, like, Kayvon was there too. Like we we shot Paradise in Toronto, the cover for that death and taxes like everything was like really specific like if you go back and look at the death and taxes cover art we actually got that baby from an antique shop back home called east room we got the books like we oh laid east room out. yeah yeah yeah. Like, we were so specific because i was always like yo that pe- that praise break artwork is like the bar yeah like that is so everything now like all it has his, to be that beautiful it has yeah. to be on that level yeah yeah that's great man so from that point on um yeah we started working together so what was the process like for um, the uh, Freudian, Freudian, pardon me, am I saying the right cover? We regroup. Um, me and Kayvon take the reins on doing the visuals together. Uh, we start working like super closely and the destination for the first single is Bulgaria. Wow. To shoot We Find Love. So we get on a plane in April. We go to Bulgaria and there's all these like communist monuments and we're shooting in Super 8 and shooting in film. And I left two days early to go to Japan and Kayvon and them came back home. And as soon as I saw they went to the last monument they went to is the one I forgot what it's called, but it's the one that's like super pointy and then like the spaceship one. Yeah. And as soon as I saw the photo of him running up the thing and this was early. 
I don't even think I had like a full demo of the album, but I was like, yo, that's the album cover. <laughs> like, yeah, n- no, like hands down. Like we're gonna fix the blues of the sky and everything, but that's that's the album that's cover. That's it. It's yeah. a great cover. It, it's, it's interesting too because there's such like a there's such a tie-in with each other project that he's released too. Yeah. You know? So it's like there's the falling, there's the running up. There's these places that all they almost they almost feel like like Frogian feels like the prelude almost mm-hmm. to this. So like to give some context on like who Daniel is, right? You know, and um, we weren't even trying. Yeah. That's how like serendipitous I think this yeah. all is, is that we weren't trying to like he's arising from the water he's falling now now he's running up the like because now next album we're gonna have to figure that out like how do we what's the how new do you bar? connect yeah to, you know what yeah. i mean but bulgaria was like really good it was really eye-opening culture shock it's fire so the video that we actually shot in bulgaria we didn't end up using that one didn't work out and then Kayvon and i had to use behind the scenes footage to kind of save a video and to make a video for we find love and that's how him and I ended up becoming directors. Wow. So those kind of moments like in your artistic journey are really fired too because some things like I wasn't trying to be yeah. a yeah. filmmaker. Like, yeah. you know, but you just learned by accident and now I it's fe- literally yeah. fell into it by accident. So then we wrote the treatment for Freudian and then Best Part and then yeah. And we actually shot Best Part already. We had shot Best Part on iPhones the weekend the weekend the album came out. We were here in L.A. shooting Best Part on an iPhone, and then that song became so massive that we needed a bigger visual. Because initially, we were just like, yo, we should just shoot, like, Best Part on our phones and go to L.A. and, like, capture them. Yeah. We referenced the photo of uh, Andre 3000 and Kate Moss having dinner. Mm-hmm. I don't remember what magazine or what editorial it's from. But I do. I actually you know just, the photo I ha- I'm Yeah, about. I have it saved, actually, on yeah. my Tumblr. Wow. Yeah. It's a great photo, yeah. So, yeah, we're here reshooting. That's cool, though, because so, I feel like, one, it's cool that it's cool how you became director just by accident. Yeah. But I feel like it's just an extension of who you are as an artist. Naturally. Um, Naturally, I think so, too. What, how, do you, how do you feel about, like, where things are now with, with your collective and what you guys are doing versus, like, where you thought you'd be? Just think about, like, releasing the album and just everything that's around it. Where where'd you think you were going to be compared to where you are now? Well, I had, like, let go a few tweets and Instagram captions early, just, like, throwing it out there, like, yo, he might climb to a Grammy, this kid. Like, I had always been just talking about how good the music was. So in that regard, now that it's, like, globally known, I'm not really surprised. But I guess we were, again, like, we were, the intent was to just make great art. So I wasn't really thinking about, like, even now. the outcome, it was just like. like, Yeah, even now, like, Sometimes it's just weird. It's, it's weird because I we really like I wasn't thinking about it like that. You know, it was really just to make great art, and then everything else like comes afterward. Everything else like with how far it's how big it's gotten and the whole Grammy thing, like all of that is after the fact, yeah. and it's cool. But I think and and that's again, if if I had been thinking about that or we had been thinking about that before it would have been like a different case because you would have been like aiming for something the whole time and driving yourself crazy as opposed to we just the music's really good the music's at this at the highest level so we need a really great cover and we need really good album artwork and really good visuals that was the focus everything else comes like afterward accolades awards that we can all worry about afterward but initially it's 
we need to make the best possible art. tell we're really outside yeah like, we're really here do you feel like uh get you getting as popular as it was kind of like shifted you guys uh, yeah. focus a bit yeah because i remember the first time i heard it uh at north by northeast i was like death and taxes i was like whoa yeah like, when i first heard get you i was like okay mm-hmm. it's this is something yeah because now now it's gonna be it's gonna be different it's gonna be different. It's gonna be different effects. And was Callie originally on that record, or was that like a? I think she came on afterward. Okay, because that wasn't the version I first heard. So nah. Because I heard it, I heard on. a demo on guitar at some something he was doing. It was yeah. like some kind of outdoor. Early that he had. or now? You mean like around? It was now? early. Like I heard he played like a demo version at some performance he was doing. He did all on guitar. That might have been at Trinity Bellwoods, like in the park. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was like, what? What is that? Yeah. And then just hearing like what bad bad not good did with that yeah just like this is this is about to be a smash and i didn't yeah i mean it it, it got bigger than i expected it to be but it, yeah. it was cool to like 
to know that it was just like we're chilling. Right. Oh. Oh shit. We got yeah. <laughs> we got to we got to figure this out. Right. Yeah. I guess that also doubles into like uh, I talk before we started recording like it's like it's an intentional slow burn. It's like I asked you how many videos y'all shot. You're like, "Well, we just did this video right now." It's like it seems like the process is truly like you're figuring it out as you're going mm-hmm. and it's true. It's like you guys are really in tune with like what you want to do. You know, everyone like, on the team is really really good. Fact. That's how it works that if, if if it looks like there's some kind of like magic or the magic sauce that's what it is that's, everyone's yeah. really really good like matt and jordan are really really good at making music at artist management at artist development so i mean what what they're doing to prove not needing a label is important at this time in music you know for sure um why do you think that's so important that people know that like that they don't need a label? Well, I don't see. I don't know if I would say that situation is going to work for everyone because, mm-hmm. like, what I'm starting to realize now, especially like working with other artists, you you need a team. Like, you need a team it's of people. It has yeah. to be like a like the circuit board of people who are really good at their individual strengths and tasks. And if you don't have that. Like you, you might need a label. The only thing that sucks is that labels aren't like developing artists anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They're you not taking the time. Yeah. yeah, they're not taking the time to. Artists comes to you, as they are now, and I feel like, back in the days, listen to me. But I feel like back in the days, it was an artist could come and you would focus Develop. on their development and projection, like what this artist yeah. could be in yeah. five, ten years. It was just time. Whereas it was like focused, now they attention. just expect you to, to come fully developed. Yeah. And that's to me, that's unrealistic because there's so many artists I meet who, especially now working with Danny, I can almost see, oh, artist is missing management. Artist is missing artistic direction, creative direction, and production even, you know? So it's really just that, like, like, projection but everyone doesn't have a team so in some case everyone's case is like different but i do think if you had a strong team that's secret to your success for sure 100 yeah Cause cause it's like artist makes music but then someone's gonna have to help package it wrap it up make sure it's presented the right way steer the ship so yeah yeah, yeah that's, that's the new that's the new label is like a strong collective yeah. right and it, to me it's more useful than a label because you don't, you don't owe a million dollars right <laughs> after yeah. the fact it's like fuck the loan <laughs> yeah it's like I don't need a loan I'll just so, out so, so definitely the focus has to be getting a team together yeah. I think for newer acts or existing acts who are trying to make it work um, a team yeah. a team of people and I think it's just good to have people around you who just like will assess what you have and what you and like how you can get from where you are to where you need to go projection yeah that's that's the whole projection conversation is like when i met him and i wasn't intending to work with him at that time but when i met him it was like 800 followers few songs out but this guy could be the biggest guy in the world yeah. whereas some people would only see that and just be like yo he's just not popping mm-hmm. that's my point that's yeah. like but i guess that all has to do with like um having vision and foresight as well definitely 100 super important yeah yeah that's like the main thing that you need i feel like to because i feel like most people saw would see like daniel caesar in the beginning mm-hmm. and they probably wouldn't know what to what to do with that right know where it could go right so the fact that you guys had the foresight and that it actually came to fruition yeah that just shows like 
how strong you guys are as creative people. I, I've been fortunate enough to like meet people who I consider like really talented and gifted like early on. Like when I met I met Sizz on Facebook in 2012 when she was like Solana Row on Facebook, uh-huh. and we had probably been Facebook friends for some months, and then she was like. She emailed me one day and said, like, yo, I've got this song I'm going to put out. And it was called Time Travel Undone. It's like her very, it's, I think the project was Cease is a Run. Oh, where, where, where? I don't think like, I heard that one. This is, like, early. That was, like, early, like, when she was, like, touring with, like, Little Dragon. No. No, that's no, before that. that was, no. Oh, before that, wow. You're still thinking, yeah. like, Babylon yeah. and, like, yeah. the Coldplay yeah. co-sign. I'm talking about beforehand. this is, like, 2012, 13. Like, because when I was still living on the East Coast, her and I shared the same drummer. and I think she's working at Sephora. Like Sephora. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. That's right, because Olu was working early. with her. Yeah. Like, yeah, that's right, that's right. And I heard the song, and I was like, this girl's out of here. Yeah. yeah. And that's 2000. But again, foresight. Like, you were you right. Know? <laughs> yeah. Knowledge. I was just telling him, like, knowledge. We, we first brought him to Toronto 2011 or 2012. And just the sound just didn't make sense to people. After One as well. Like, 2010. After and, One was on it. Woo. Early. As, shout out After One. Wow. Shout out After One. Wow. Like, me and Joe K talk about it all the time. Wow. Like, yo, shout out After One. After like, one for and real. that was just a sound like people didn't understand at the time that album he put out was but incredible. i watched knowledge in my living room like make music and i was like yo i don't know when this is gonna catch on yep. i don't even know what this is but it's going to be <laughs> but i mean i just remember how happy i was when he told me like yo i got the kendrick placement you know wow. huh. yeah because that's the kind of stuff that like changes everything absolutely like, yeah absolutely yeah. and that's when you see like okay that's the best people feeling. do get it Some, yeah. somebody out there gets right and then and i guess that's going back to the whole foresight thing it's like at that moment i didn't like look at artists and evaluate them based off what they had at that moment i mean i did but because i thought they were gifted and i thought they were really good at that point but i saw like my projection for them was like yo that per like this person is so gifted this person is about to like blow this person's about to change things so it's always exciting to see things like SZA happen and to see things like knowledge happen and what they do for culture and for music and to see what's happened with danny yeah yeah it's, and it's cool because people like us, like we're we're music nerds, so we naturally just like we see it like we we see it how it is. Like this is good music, right? This person seems like an interesting person. They right. should be successful. And it's cool to now in 2018 for there there to be a lot of stories of those things actually happening, right? So it just seems like there's a bit more room for actual talent and actual absolutely. Just like, Genuinely, genuine. This is an interesting artistic person. Absolutely, and it comes to light. Absolutely. So I think it's a, it's a beautiful time in, and so inspiring. In yeah, so inspiring. Because a lot of those stories are happening. Yeah, I feel like I should. Even Frank was a story like that because when I heard uh, Nostalgia Ultra, like people around me heard it and they enjoyed it too. Right. But I'm like, this is different. This is right. not just a good project. Like, right. This is a sign of like that pen. The, the pen was that's different. Exactly, his I'm pen, like, I'm like it, people, people don't write songs like this. For now. me, like, when this, I heard it, it was the pen. Yeah, I was like, because when I heard right. American Wedding, I'm like, this is this is not just like that's what it was for you. Yeah, American Wedding, where it was just the 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 way it was like how he was describing everything. No, nah, I respect like, the, it. the picture he painted. Fire. I'm like, yeah, I could, fire. I, could, I, could, I could see this. this is like for a, me, it was uh, swim good. Wow. Yeah, because like Frank, he had like this. Um, he had like the '90s R&B vibrato to him yeah but it was so modern that he wasn't like trying to box himself in r&b it felt like yeah and we need to talk about like blonde and endless 
Let's talk about it. I, I, th- I, I think I, that was his, like, um, I feel like that's when he was like, all right, y'all think I'm R&B? Watch this. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> well, I often argue that Blonde is the old shit and Endless is the new shit. I agree. Even though Endless came out. I think he out, made Endless last. I, I think, think Endless he was, was like, yo, this is, this is, I'm on this now. Yeah. Yeah. And I have a theory. I could be totally wrong here, but I have a theory that there was maybe another album that he scrapped because Provider, Chanel, Biking all sound like they're, they come from the same LP. Yep. I agree with that. Wow. And I, I agree with that. I, I feel like at that level, like you got out of your deal. Yep. So you got your business right. Mm-hmm. You dropped the shit with Apple. And maybe the album that you were going to do for Def Jam at this point is just like for sure. shit that you've grown from in two years. Mm-hmm. And you're just gonna just let it go every two weeks, every three weeks, on your, radio, on your radio show. That's what I was saying. And honestly, I thought I thought he was gonna drop a project through Blonded, like sometime around that time where he dropped uh, Provider. Right. It didn't happen. I think a lot of people expected that. I think that's probably why he didn't do it. Honestly. Really. I feel like he's one of those people where once he feels like people are onto him, he's like, nope. Yeah. Audible. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, I I see that for sure. And and what I like the most about um. Blonded and Endless was just like, it's like you think you have me figured out. I'm just gonna give you something that has, you have no idea what it is, but mm-hmm. you're gonna enjoy it, right? Because Blonded, it's like, where, where do you where do you even classify that as uh, genre wise? Like, is it was it pop? What is it like? Yeah. What is it like? Yeah. What is it? I, I don't remember know. when he, I remember when he first put out Nostalgia Ultra, um, and he had the link up before it was everywhere else, and you could download the link. Uh, the original link, the you know, in iTunes you could change the genre. He put the genre as bluegrass. True. Yeah, I remember that. You are a music yeah, geek, yeah, yo. Yeah, absolutely. I was like, okay, because as an artist, I know that feeling. It's just like, I know the box. I'm, I know the box that I could be put in, but I'm also just trying to. I'm trying to get somewhere. I may not be there yet, but I'm really trying to figure it out. Right. I'm trying to dive in, and uh, yeah. I mean, I think that's a great point when you talk about endless. Yeah. Yeah. That probably. I is. um. How I consume an album or how it's first presented to me, like how I first listen to it, is very important. So 100%. I was on the way back, driving back from Toronto with two friends and it was dark and we're like on the freeway by ourselves. And my boy's like, yo, he, he just put an album out. So we heard it the entire ride home. At oh, wow. Moment. With no visual. No visual. Wow. It's, it's the just, best. It's just the, the highway best. and the front headlights of the car. So when nights came on, like you, you can only imagine. Like you know what I'm saying. You can Absolutely. only imagine. Like the same thing with cocaine 80s. I'm mean, not cocaine 80s. 808s and heartbreak. Yeah. yeah, I was going through a breakup. Yeah. So the way love locked down and say you will hit me in yeah. 2008. Yeah. yeah, different. So when yeah. people are like, "Yo, that album sucked." Like that's Absolutely. not. Yeah, yeah. Nah, it's like it, 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 it just it, wasn't for you. you. How, like how did? Where did you guys first hear Freudian? Uh, where did I hear? I knew it came out. And I was like, I got to be in a place to actually hear this on my own. Like, I want to hear it with the right sound. I don't want to hear it on flat speakers. Yeah. Right. Um, I think I was on a plane and I played the album. That's what it was. And it was such a so pocket. So you're in the sky. Yeah, I was in the sky. Crazy. That's a great yeah. way to listen That's to it. Yeah. Yeah. I was in the sky. And then I got to, uh, I went through the album like, this is, this is a moment. Like, you got to be in a place to hear this album because it brings you in. Mm-hmm. And I, that's what I love too about the work. It's like, it's so focused on you guys and the process that it's like you guys have to really come in and see what's going on. It's just not like, yo, we're making it for everything. Yeah. Um, it was a particular mood, a particular tone. But when I got towards the end, like, 
I was like, oh, this is really, this is like, I just felt like as the as the record got to the end, it was, I felt like I was really going up that that I was walking up that joint with him too. Crazy, wow. yeah, really. I was like, wow, this is this is a one. Crazy. Yeah, you, and you can really feel the com- the completion and just like the towards the end of it, like the Sid record and the the Charlotte record. Right. You're just like, oh, this is this is the album, like, yeah. Because I didn't know what to expect because. I found him through SoundCloud, so I'm just like right. still in my mind, just like is he is he gonna make a like an album album? Right. And he really, he really. I listened to it for the first time right here, like behind that that desk. That's I just crazy. Put it on the Beats pillow, just like I gotta hear this now. Yeah. Um, and it's a great album, and it's just really like it's cool when you see the artists that you really want to grow and like make these statement pieces mm-hmm. actually do it. Yeah. So I, if, it was like a sense of like, damn, like I, I watched him go from point A to where he is now so I felt like I was a part of this like this is great transform 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 we don't punish the tiger for catching his prey so how am I the one to blame fits in my nature transform 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 experience like just crazy man like but i i'll say this it um it made me understand that you can't live in a bubble man and what i mean by that is like i think being so close to the project you just like i expected that he was gonna win uh best new artist or Album, R&B album of the year yeah R&B performance and when I got back it was realizing that yo the world's a big place and like Bruno Mars is always on the radio 
<laughs> and you just can't like live in a bubble. So I'm trying to consciously be aware of like not existing in a bubble. Yeah, taking and, everything into consideration. Yeah, taking everything yeah. into consideration. Yeah, it's it's interesting because like, but we, the Grammy experience, not to cut you, the no, Grammy no, no, experience go ahead, go ahead, was please, just I, I want to hear about it. It was just crazy. It was just crazy to see like how far it had come, you know. Like it, it was like the real thing. Yeah, it's like okay, we're here now. Like yeah, like we're actually here. Grammy nominated. So yeah. so, what are some of like the most within the last year or two, like some of the most interesting like situations that you kind of found yourself in, just like where you're like, well, what is this is crazy. Definitely the no ID one. Yeah, the no ID one because that was like super personal. But um, I want to say understanding where I'm at even like just having gratitude because I know like a lot of creatives regardless of age young or old wake up every day and they want to be making art for a living you know so I'm consciously aware that I get to do that now so I'm really 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 grateful yeah I mean you live in a dream yeah yeah so realizing that was like a big thing for me I guess last year yeah towards the end of last year but yeah, the no ID thing. If we're just talking about like encounters, like those, the no ID thing for sure. There might be others that aren't hitting me right now, but the no ID thing, because I had been wanting to ask that question for years. Yeah, the fact that you got to ask that is crazy. And you feel like that's like he's like top of your list as far as like he's up there. Yeah, Who's he's top? up there. Who else? Um, Hype Williams. Yeah, greatest. Hype Williams. I have a lot of questions for hype. Yeah, Same, I think man. so many. I think everyone has so many. Because he's such a a recluse. Yeah, he, there's no, there's really nothing to. Yeah, unless you know somebody close to him, you really don't know anything about like yeah his story and what's going on and just the yeah. That's yeah. one guy we really need to talk to. Yeah, that's yeah for sure. So many questions. Wow. Who, who who would you say aside from that? Just people that you look up to art wise. Um, Teebs. He's from out here. Do you guys know Teebs? Teebs. He's a painter and composer, like musician. That name sounds familiar, but yeah, I, he's yeah. like in the same circles as like knowledge, mind design. Okay. I have some questions for him too. Okay, I've got some questions for Teebs, <laughs> for sure. Teebs is like, Google him if you're listening. Spe- speaking of knowledge, how do you feel about like the, like the little subculture, like L.A. beat scene thing that's kind of like become like kind of huge now whereas like selection and people like that actually able to make a living off of just like a bunch I'm of instrumentals it. and that 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 was my thing the it's incredible post, the post dilla era like yeah absolutely because um 2008 i was on myspace and found a podcast i guess it wasn't even called a podcast at this time but it was like a mix show called ill vibes and the host of this ill vibe, it was like a three-hour thing. This guy would just play all these instrumentals, and the guy's name was Joe K. Wow. Wow. So I first met him then because I wanted to know, like, who Knowledge was. And he ended up sending me, like, an unreleased Knowledge tape at that time, and we stayed in touch. So he started Selection, like, after. Yeah. But seeing the whole beat scene thing, like, come to the forefront, like, I think that's fire. I think that's so fire. That, like, again, after one, like, we... Wow. Do you guys remember the Love Is Real tapes? Those mixtapes? No. Oh my please, god! Please, please enlighten me. Imani Wadi, After One, um, 
Yeah, the Love Is Real mixtapes. There's like I think five volumes. And Crazy. It's all instrumental Changed my life. Instrumental shit. Not just instrumental. It's like other songs too. But it, it was just like again like a subculture of that whole beat scene thing like yeah. starting. Is this tea? Yes. Fire. Yes. yes. We're drinking tea now. Yes. Tea time. Just so you can paint this picture of what we're doing, we're very fire. We're at the cereal bar, sitting outside on the grass, which drink, is so fire, tea. by the way. Yo, thank you very much, Sean. So I was asking him about this neighborhood. Like, there's like these colorful yeah. smoke shops, yeah. like bodegas yeah. and pink trees everywhere. Yeah, we're literally in a neighborhood. You know, it's like the kids next door, like come by, throw their ball over. Sometimes it's like we're ingrained wow. in it. It's really cool. Yeah, it's and it's That's very, probably like my it's very favorite in the cut. Yeah, like, I'm with it. It's, yeah, it's like one of those if you know, you know type things i'm yeah. with it so yeah like I, I love the beat scene knowledge mind design that's a lot of the stuff i started listening to when i got into well uh the first i want to say instrumental stuff i started really diving into was flying lotus i think the album yeah. was called la the yeah first it was one. Yeah. yeah that was that's a great one the and first. i didn't know music could sound like that yeah that was crazy i remember yeah, I first hearing that like, like that and, and his my his my space was, so was a trippy. video game yeah like, yeah, My shout out to Flylo. Yeah, shout out to Flylo. Honestly, he's he's one of the first people that I saw On who it. really managed to connect the visual aesthetic and the musical aesthetic like seamlessly now that we're on that uh the other person i have questions for is khalil joseph oh, wow man i yes. got i got questions for khalil yeah, joseph bunch sure. of questions yo shout out khalil joseph you guys have obviously been to the underground museum 100 percent. yes yes yo, shout out khalil yes joseph. yeah the yeah. day i actually shout out to mike frozo the day i met khalil joseph for the first time is when i met noah as well really who was yeah who um passed not too long after but like even what they did with the underground museum and like these guys are prolific. I know. Questions. Like, I would love that very black what, yeah. art museum. I yeah. was like, yeah, so inspiring. I went my la- two LA trips ago, oh, and I was just so inspired. Like, yeah, shout out Khalil Joseph. I've got questions for him. Like, yeah. the Kendrick visual, mm-hmm. the Good Kid visual, and yeah, the Good the, Kid wow. visual. Yes. One of my favorite, like, top 10 music videos of all time is the Getting There video that wow. Khalil did for yeah. Flying Lotus. Yeah. I, I mean, that was such a spiritual video. Yeah. The, the drive-by, he dies, yeah, dances, like, dances to the afterlife. That's yeah. so like, crazy. Like, And every everything he does is just so like... Poetic there's a statement so with, within everything, and it may be multiple statements, and maybe just be one strong statement. Yeah. But everything is saying something, which is what I love about his work, because there's a lot of directors who I feel like are incredibly talented and very good at what they do. But there's not always a, a statement being made. Sometimes it's just like, this is cool. And that's fine, too. Yeah. But I like the fact that everything is poetry with him. It's just... I'm uh, trying to um, implement that in my work now. I think I need to grow in that way as an artist. I think like, you do a great job at it currently, honestly. Thank you so much. Yeah. But I feel like for the longest time, I just liked and my output would just be shit that looked nice yeah 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 yeah, yeah. for sure for and sure. that like can't just be yeah. the end goal that's a lot like a lot of what instagram looks like you know yeah for sure yeah. that's just, really what it's become i think just aesthetic like the yeah. shit just surface level just yeah. looks nice that was and like the shit was like nice you put it on your tumblr it's like this is like the energy i'm going for but right i think yeah it's the evolution like i remember maybe a few years ago taking photos in la like really beautiful homes or colors that was enough for me to be like all right you're creative. Yeah. Yeah. But now it's like, all right, that's established. I think on a wider scale, well, everyone can do that. Right. Like, how can I make, how can I pretty much specify my voice and like taste? So people, what are you thinking like, about? Yeah. Like, what am I yeah. thinking yeah. about? Like, where am I going? What next? are you trying to say? Yeah. I feel like that's the, that's the, 
because there's like levels of in artistry and i feel like being able to give something off that's aesthetically pleasing is that's a good skill to have and it means like okay you have something but being able to take that same skill and that same level of artistry and actually tell a story i think that's fact. like the next level of artistry past fact. that exactly it's like okay you can do something cool fact then it's like you can tell a story with that same and make it yeah. look nice and make yeah. it look fire it's like that that's like that's, that's the fly level yeah that's the pinnacle that's when you you've reached peak art at the highest yeah. level yeah yeah absolutely uh i think we're gonna deep dive can we talk about tumblr yeah Let's go. are you crazy of course <laughs> what i love tumblr. tumblr yahoo fucked it up really i feel like but instagram also happened to tumblr fact yeah i'm more on that side. because yeah. instagram at first was just like you're taking photos on your phone Mm-hmm. It was really weird to once you bring yeah. in photos from other things. Once you started doing that, like yeah, once then you were Instagram like, became the mood board because people were like, you didn't. The whole thing was like, I'm taking this on my phone. Here's the filter. But once it became, here's my perspective. Like, fuck if I actually took it on my phone. It just it flipped the game. Yeah, it just flipped the game. But I love Tumblr. I think Tumblr is still there's still such. It's still really useful, especially still for, for people that know. Like, yeah, because a lot of directors, director friends of mine, they still go through tumblr to find like little pieces of inspiration that they can use for their mood board mm-hmm. so it's still it still serves the same purpose it's just a very it's a much smaller community now yeah i mean the focus isn't there anymore it's really good for like archival stuff for yeah. me or just somewhere that i know like i don't know like i just like to get my camera roll off now like get photos off so i try to put it somewhere your camera roll looks great thanks man thank you very much yeah the no filter thing like you yeah. just yeah on yeah. 444 uh, what song is it uh, is it Smile Jay-Z said I'm, I've mastered my aesthetics yes brilliant yeah brilliant absolutely and I just love lines Goal. like that yeah. same <laughs> they're very bold they're strong yeah, yeah. I literally just fi- finished decoded uh, like on Valentine's Day which was like incredible I was like this guy is brilliant like, yeah his mind is incredible his mind is incredible like his process is incredible and it's like getting to know him through that through that process I was like damn I really appreciated him Yo, he loved the artwork. Shout out to Jay, the yeah. Freudian artwork. Man. Shout out Jay for real. Shout out Jay. Yeah. yeah. Good guy, very observant guy for real. Because I, I think he's one of those, like, I'm very big on simple and profound yeah. statements and pieces. He told Danny, he was like, yo, I love your music. Like, I'm a fan, but, like, the artwork with you running up the thing, like, that specifically. Like, huh. The fact that Jay still cares about cover art. Oh, he does. I'll tell you that right now for sure. Yeah. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Fire. Yeah. Wow, incredible dude for sure. And it's cool to know that like the guys at the top of it, they yeah, see it how yeah, you yeah. see it. Yeah. It's just a reminder that you're okay, you're you have the right vision and the right mindset to be as successful as him. Fact. But also too, like you're also playing in the same playing field. Yes. You know, it's like I'm still he's still actively aware and like enjoying the process and still likes album artwork. It's like clearly he's still engaged in the art. You of know? course. And I love that. Um are we moving too fast because of Instagram? Yes. Like our creatives trying to do things too quickly i believe that yeah 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 i mean even speaking for myself like there's a lot of like knee jerky reaction things you might do just because you're like damn i, I should put something up or i should mm-hmm. i should put this up because i can i can show it here yeah and get the eyes and the, yep. and it's it just makes you move a bit faster than you would normally if you're too tuned into it that's right. why it's good to use but not good to be used like it's good because instagram can be very useful right but it could be the adverse effect if you let it use you. Mm. That's why I had to take the notifications off of Instagram. At least, like, at least I control when I go in. Granted, yeah. I might get sucked in for 
15, 20 minutes when I do go in. But, like, but let like, me have some control over yeah, that, too. Yeah, yeah, let me decide when I go see it versus, like, a notification pull me back in. Like, oh, I got to check again. Fire. Next thing you know, an hour's passing. You're just like, yeah. Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. Even the save option, it's like, I remember when I saw that, I'm like, hold on. <laughs> We're outside. We really are outside, so... <laughs> You know, like part of the aspect of like the save option, I'm like, oh, that's that's cool. This is nice, but it could easily become something where it becomes your new mood board. And I'm not really trying yeah. to find direct. I'm not trying to find peer to peer influence that way. Yeah. You know, like I'm not really trying to be like, damn, that's a nice post by Sean. Okay, like what can I do that that, that what that's like that? Because it could be easy to become this thing where we're all just really biting at each other's shoulders and like I'm right. really trying to look elsewhere, travel elsewhere, yeah. do. Because we can't be all pulling the same references. Yeah, which that's, is that's which is kind of like what's weird about um, what social media has done. Yeah, to kind of unearth creativity in people, mm-hmm. and how much of a copycat culture. 100%. I was just having this combo in the group chat this morning, but it's like every generation has taken inspiration from the one before. Yes, so yes. I'm not naive to that. Yep. But this seems to be a time where. Um, people who are referencing or being inspired by previous things it's almost as if they feel they're the originators of it yeah which is kind of weird yeah and i think it has a lot to do with the way in which they get the information i think so too yeah like i'm not mad at everyone mm -hmm. like you know you'll see girls looking like spice girl like the whole 90s thing has come back so people either look like Gwen Stefani or like they stepped out of like a, a total video shoot. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like there still has to be some kind of like current thing so that we can know, okay, this was like this was 2018. This is what it looked like. Because 2017 just felt like 1997. Yep. You know? Truly. And I think you're right. I think it yeah. has to do with like how people are getting the information. Yeah. It's just like yeah. I want to just look like that. Because I think when it's reference or like uh, like just like if you're coming across it that fast where you could literally just throw it in a save folder or like you're just like oh I like that it's a re- it's really knee jerk and it's almost so immediate that you're not really taking into consideration or putting it into context too like if I even if I like work um, from long before or whatever it's like okay well I like it but like what am I trying to like what am I trying to get out of it yeah. like how does it like work with what I'm doing if I gotta like jump out of pocket to do it then it's really not it's really yeah, yeah, yeah. then it's something I shouldn't do but like how can I throw it into the mix where someone can see and be like, oh, shit, he took that from there and put it into this? You know, it's like tasteful thievery. Like, how can you take it in a way where it's like, oh, that's a good way you use that. Yeah. You know, otherwise it, it just becomes like this hodgepodge where we're all really yeah. just grabbing. Because you don't want to you don't want to like be a motif of something. No, else. not at all. Yeah, so. and, I, and I feel like that's the I think the the one of the main issues. There's many, obviously, with Instagram and social media in general, but I feel like. One of the main ones is like you don't really get a lot of story, and you're not supposed to really. It's it's really just for photos, right? And I get that, and I'd like to keep it that way, but I feel like the fact that everyone's getting their reference references from Instagram, the same place, it, it's a very empty, cold reference. Like there's mm-hmm. not a lot of you're not you getting get any anything backstory. but an image, you know? right? Mm-hmm. Like and with Tumblr, with Google, with reading, with magazines, whatever videos. It's like you're getting information plus visual. Right. So when you're not getting the information tied to visual, you're just a, you're just someone who may have t- may have taste. Yes. Right. But you don't know shit. Right. So if you have taste and you don't know shit, then it's like you don't really know how to like. You got a great Tumblr. 
Yeah, it's like you just know how to pluck shit, but you don't actually See, understand. I, I like always the, felt weird about sharing my inspiration. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Cause, same. Because I didn't. I I thought it was you were supposed to gather your inspiration. That's what was supposed to be sacred, and then your output was what you shared. Sure. So it was always strange to me when the creative became the person who could piece together all the inspirations yeah. and the mood boards and share that yeah. and pass it off like. I compiled this and this is my create. Like that was always weird to me. It was like you were su- like yeah. I thought you were supposed to you're take supposed to the inspiration that, yeah. and embody and then, that and then and then, and then, give something. And then like yeah, you're supposed yeah. to give back and share yourself. Cuz I, I I think that's just really how it is. If you look at like the earth, if you look at anything that's natural, it's like plants do that, like animals do that. Mm. It's like it's not a really a regurgitating type of situation. It's like we're taking something, we're birthing it. It's like you look at caterpillars, butterflies. Like that process is really natural. Right. And I'm really just trying to like, I'm really, I won't even say trying. Like the focus for me is like, like you said earlier, like intent. Like it's got to be something that I want to do. It's got to speak to me. It's got to have purpose. Because that way it's really coming from a place for me. Like I'm taking something that I really love and like yeah. finding a way to marriage, like, you know, marry that thing and then also give life in a really unique way. Right. As opposed to just like taking it and just like sharing yeah. it. And I feel like that's what that's what'll lead you to make sure you have information behind um, the image and behind yeah. whatever you're representing. Yeah. Because the thing is, like, if you have intention, you're looking for things that not only stand out to you, but things that tell a story that align with the story you're trying to tell. Yeah, exactly. That's all about. So it. you're yeah. never you're never just like taking something like that looks cool. Let's yeah. just do that. Yeah, you're taking it because of how it looks and because of what it says. And, and I feel like that's what's what's missing from it. It can't be that quick. I don't think. Nah, absolutely not. It can't not. be. It can't be that quick, like to arrive at ideas. But I guess I shouldn't say that. I guess just for me, it it, mm-hmm. it couldn't. It's not that quick. No, I usually I used I used to think it was very quick. Where I'm like, ooh, yep, got it. And then I'm like, <laughs> let me let it sit for a day. Yeah. And I come yeah. back, I'm like, nah, actually, like it's crazy how much fumes. your mind can change when you yeah. just sit yeah. for a second. Just that's that's the interesting thing about now is like. And the thing is, I'm I'm not like trying to be like a fucking like ah this generation. No, no. Because I think this generation is beautiful, and I think we're doing so many interesting and cool things. But yeah. I feel like it's good to just like wait. I agree. We don't we don't like to wait. I'm, I guess I, I want us to talk about it because I'm also guilty of it. I always I mean, try. I think, and, all, I think we're all guilty of yeah, it. Yeah, I think sure. I always try and I gotta add that in there as well. Like I'm guilty of those things, and I think the job of the creative is to separate the line between inspiration and regurgitation and creation like you know like you is you can be inspired by things but it's like you have to not you, like you have to stray from that as much as you can to find your own personal expression yeah. out of what's like inspiring you and influencing you yeah. otherwise like yeah and it's i think it's so easy now to release work and release things that like um because I, I don't I don't know if I can speak for you guys, but I know me personally, like, as a musician, like, my first thing was, like, okay, I'm going to copy Dilla. I'm definitely going to copy everything he's doing and just, <laughs> and just remake these beats. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sharing any of it. Because the goal is for me to, like, understand what he did enough to where I can know yeah. just why he did things and how he did things and, and create my creative voice just through, like, yeah. taking his same approach but not making the same thing I like, totally understand I want yeah. some of the tools yeah, I just absolutely. want some of the tools and I want some of the the thought behind it and I want to understand your music right and then I want to just put that out through with nothing else just just work right and see what I what I build yeah. with these same tools like 
that's why I'm obsessed with watching interviews because if yeah. I can understand an artist's process or my hero's process, that's all I need. Like I don't need to see your work to bite it. Exactly. You know? But if I if I can understand the steps you took to reach said goal, yep, like that's it. Really, Dilla saying, um, or it was Illa, his brother saying he would listen to a song all the way through. So mm-hmm. that lets me know maybe in fashion. Yeah, I can apply that same ideology like, yo, because he would wait all the way to the end, like, you know, like no cutting corners, like doing things all the way to the end. And I mean, that's his music philosophy, but I can apply. I can apply that to something. Yeah, other ways to apply. That's how I feel like you can be inspired by and influenced by people and not bite anything. Yeah. Uh You know, because biting is very biting is very fast. Originality takes really a really really long time and just to and, dial in for sure and originality isn't necessarily like i'm the first person it's just it's not it's like, just your it's a unique own. voice it's your yeah. creative yeah. voice yeah being it's my like unique voice being the one that's heard you're right versus like your influence's voice being the one that's heard right yeah I, you, you, can, you don't you can really tell those who rushed in those who took, took yeah. the time like absolutely absolutely and i think like you know we mentioned we talk about hype williams we talk about like so many of the bus that we talk about everything in the in that in that time where we were really like in like captivated by this creative work and like beautiful but i think the 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 beauty of that was like it left us super curious so it was like well i don't know like how do they do that you know and then you try you try a method that probably doesn't work but it brings you somewhere where you're like oh cool well it didn't get me there but it got me somewhere else you know like i don't know how to color a video like that but Okay, well, let me try it here. Okay, right. that's not going to get me there, but it's going to allow me to do this. Oh, this is cool, you know? And that curiosity is important because it gets you thinking. If it gets you thinking, then we can have you discussions. Gonna, yeah. yeah, like I get to understand your process because the way you're going to think about it is different from the way I'm going to think about it. Right. 100%. And like I'm trying to learn your process. You're trying to learn mine. Yeah, just exchanging ideas in the most like utmost genuine. The like, most genuine like. Yeah. You got to stay curious. It's yeah. got to be like childlike, you know? Like, and I feel childlike like, really is. Yeah, yeah, childlike for real. It is, and and it just, I feel like when you just uh, when you approach it in just a nerdy way, yeah, you're just gonna package it and and create it like you know like the greats would do it, like you know how the attention to details they pay to shit, right? So you're just like, okay, let me make sure I pay attention to detail with these things, and then you're just that's how you move culture forward. Is like not just like okay, he's wearing a cool thing or he made a cool song, but really pay attention to all the details, yeah, so that when you put something out. Someone's gonna see what you did, and think with the same detail that you did for what they do. For sure. Fact. So I feel like if there's anything that we should be spreading and like regurgitating, it's like attention to detail. Yeah. Don't take what I did. Take the approach that I took. Fire. And approach that kind of gets lost in the sauce because all you see is what's done, the finished product. Right. It's like, yo, I'm telling you, there's like fire. There's fire interviews behind there. You know, there's good yeah. talk behind there. You could probably learn a lot. And just the being, being a nerd will just. It's gonna push you into that because I, I want to. I want to see. Okay, I, I love Frank. I think he's a great artist. I want to see what he's talking about. I want to hear the interviews. Mm-hmm. I want to see the. That's why Boys Don't Cry was so cool. It's like okay, get to get into his brain a little bit more and kind of like see where the details lie. Right. Why were just, you building that thing? Yeah. yeah. You know. Absolutely. Why were you doing that? Like. Why. Why endless first? Mm-hmm. Or was blonde first? No, endless was first. Yeah. Endless first. Yeah. yeah. Blonde three days after. And I feel like that's people don't realize, but that's why. That's why people get so crazy about like why the high pitched voicing no, on there's Nike. No context. There's no context. It's yeah. like what, like why'd you, what, why'd you do it? But right. if you're like able to read between those like really like interesting yes. like narrowing like dark hill going up like Laurel Canyon or something, if you're able to like find a way to drive up the hill, there's some there are some 
There's some you can find there. a few pieces that have been dropped and kind of put it together. Yeah, right. And kind of enough make to give own. you. Okay, it's like yeah. okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Man. Um, Being a okay. nerd on shit is fun. Yeah, that's, just, that's my life. It's just a sure more nerds. interesting way to take in culture. I'm meeting more and more geeks. Yeah, I'm like an absolute it. geek for sure, and I, I love it because you know, like growing up in school, it's like they all kind of looked alike. We all kind of looked alike, but like now it's like. There's varying, there's like different shapes, sizes, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, you, like I feel like we're like covert ups. It's yeah. Like, you, you won't know until like one fact is shared and then you're like, Ooh. oh, you know about that too? I love it. You yeah. know about this too? <laughs> and next thing you know, I was like, yeah, oh shit. <laughs> yeah. When you told yeah. me the cocaine agency, I was like, oh my God, he yeah. knows. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I saw you put that up and I saw the 444 and I was like, all right, I'm going to save this because I want to come back and read it right now. But I, he said something about cocaine 80s and I see that vinyl. I'm like. I can't even process this right now. I'm driving. <laughs> I'm gonna come back. Right. <laughs> I'm gonna come back. You know. Um, uh, I want to talk to you real quick about needs and wants. Let's do it. Yeah. I, I think it. it's incredible. Thank you so much. I love that you. Like I, f- I, I love the quality, and I love the price point. Fire. No. That's yeah. Fire. Yeah, because I feel like it's, I haven't heard that one. Yeah, I love, I love the, the price point because I feel like it's it's like. I'm gonna make this shit. I'm not compromising it. Like, yeah, I know the value in this. Cause even when I first saw it, I was like, "This shit hard. God damn! Like, yeah, where's this motherfucker from? What's he doing? Wait, it's him. Oh shit! This is even better. You yeah. Know? Um, do yeah. Talk to me a little bit. Like, where did that start? Like, maybe? I started needs and wants in 2013. Cool. And officially, yeah. Like in 2012, I was dabbling, and initially, I had made one varsity jacket and it was for future the prince wow sick yeah and then he wanted like two more wow and then other people want because the whole like alternative yeah of course of course and i was doing a stock job at the time and then i had a friend gian Gian DeLeon uh-huh. at uh he's at heist dividing now yeah but he was at complex at the time he had just moved to gq and we had been catching up and reconnecting. And he was like, yo, what are you working on? And I was like, yo, I've got this line of jackets. He's like, yeah. send it to me. And I did. He ended up posting it on GQ. And I got the tail end of the blog world, like the blog wow. era. Wow, wow, So wow. needs and wants, literally, I just made it as blogs were becoming, like, not a thing anymore. Yeah. Like, when yeah. you could still get a post and For it sure. could, like, make you money. Yeah. Like, you know? So I came in oh, at, at yeah. the tail end of that. And it just, like kind of you don't stock anywhere no no because we we built the shipping container like i I saw e-commerce changing and because the brand started on e-commerce not going like going the other way and and stocking at other places i was always just worried about like how it was going to be presented Mm -hmm. and not getting like lost on a rack yeah absolutely because it's important yeah and i just wanted to just tell the story on our own and so is it still continuous for you yeah good up until now I'm, I'm actually working on um the new collections done i've actually got to go home and get all yeah. the details of it together yeah. and get it out release it yeah that's beautiful yeah uh shipping container was great thank you I, I remember when i spoke to you in toronto you said you were gonna do more and i hope you do yeah it's it's, it's time like to to be able to balance yeah it's not easy. everything i mean is, even ha- having this easy. i'm like wow this is this is a lot yeah you know? Yeah, like, I could imagine. He was yeah. telling me that you're doing, like, creative at Beats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so much other stuff, too. Like, there's, like, just even creative directing for other artists. And it's, like, I was literally just an artist creating a space for myself because, right. like, e-commerce was whack. And, like, I didn't want to create a space uh, 
for myself i just wanted to create a space for myself that was genuine and i wanted to do something that i could control right and i don't want to just like have wholesale my stuff and just be sitting somewhere folded weirdly and people have no context right um i just didn't want to play that game and so i created this space as that and then it just just turned into everything else where it's like really a clubhouse and it's really like a space for cool people you know it's like i guess i would say that was that was my reasoning as well i didn't just want to just start it was incredible wholesaling the thing and and i wanted to take my time again like the the fashion thing for me it's still prime primary for me like i would still say first and foremost i'm a fashion designer yeah creative director of a men's sportswear brand however you want to say it but like yeah i just just didn't want to play that game it wasn't about um quick cash for me yeah you know, yeah, it, it, it wasn't about that. How does so? Let me ask you this too, if if you don't mind, because this is something that I've always struggled with too. It's like, I don't, I don't like, I don't want any pressure to interfere with what I'm doing. Yeah, right. Because for me, like when I'm working on something, I don't want any pressure because I want it to be genuine, and I don't want to have to do things out of the desire for money. Right. But how do you find the balance between it all, where it's like the pressure is kind of shared or like distributed evenly, so you could still do what you want to do, but also not have the pressure to like. Like, you don't want to make the needs and wants stuff with the pressure of trying to get it off or, like, trying to make the money right back. So, for me, this is just a personal thing. I think the answer that I found is um, your means. Like, how much you need. Facts. If you you can come to a, a realization of, okay, I need this much to be content or to be happy, then I think your output can match that it can be the same and because i don't need like a whole lot um i can go at my own pace Mm -hmm. so i don't need the pressure of like putting out four collections a year i was doing that at one point yeah and i again i guess i I had more time then but like at this point i'm i like my goal is to become more content so i don't want to worry about like when i put something out when i create something and start messing with my internal processes and what makes what i'm doing great like so if i have just enough like if i'm cool with i only need this much yeah this can be my provision i'm cool with this then i don't have to worry about like the return for sure for sure yeah because this is like what i need absolutely that's it yeah uh man that i think maybe two two three years ago i was like all right let's figure out like what i need like what do i need right and like like from a financial standpoint like what do i need to really like be out here and be happy yeah like what makes me happy and i was like oh okay i said that and like wow everything really changed from that point you know yo shout out to you yeah likewise man i it's it's a true honor i'm glad you stopped by i know you were shooting the video i know you guys are traveling much i'm sure you'll probably be traveling tomorrow yeah yeah, but thanks, man. I got to come back up to Toronto for real. Please do. Yeah, uh, come come in the summer. Yeah, yeah. I think you came in the winter, right? Yeah, I was coming right before. Like, as I was, as I was coming, it was literally about to start. It was like September. Okay. Not so still like, not a bad time, but come yeah. in the summer. All right. Yeah. yeah. Do some hanging for sure. I want to yeah. eat some food. Chill. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, thanks, That was man. fun. Yeah. This was a great chat. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, of course, man. Talk, man. Thank you guys. Um, please tell me that we can slide some music. In between this, oh, yeah. absolutely, we gotta do somehow. It. Yeah, hundred percent. I'll send you guys some records. There we go. Done. Let's do it. Done and done. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. Well, what's next up before we go? Yeah. Um, I was just telling him, uh, new needs and wants collection. Um, there may act. I, I I'll save that one. But um, <laughs> I'm releasing. I, I guess it's like it's it's a book and a and an audio book. Ooh. Like, yeah. Like this two hundred page. 
just about like my isms and tweets and ramblings and images and all the stuff I, I haven't posted to Instagram and yeah and like a lot of conversations I've recorded in Ubers and in serendipitous Incredible. moments I should have recorded the no ID conversation man <laughs> <laughs> damn but yeah um, don't quote me on that it's called because I feel like Ooh, beautiful I feel like there's always room for growth and I may have like these thoughts and these sentiments now even in this in this chat that we just had but those thoughts could change as I grow so, yeah. so don't quote me on that yeah it's like always in process yeah don't Man. quote me on that Beautiful. I was actually think I, I wanted to release it on the 25th but it's just too hectic so but <laughs> that's soon. a lot going on soon well, we're looking forward to seeing that, man. Yeah, absolutely. I appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Thanks Thank for you. coming, man. We appreciate it.